Yes, the first community garden for the Kansas City area. In this area, we yeah, know. Yeah, she looked it up. And since Erica has started this garden, there has been 17 gardens just right here in our community wow. that has started. Welcome to the Paris of the Plains. From Kansas City, I'm your host, Matt Hodap. Community gardens have been a source of stability for Americans since the 1800s. During the Great Depression, they provided food to the unemployed, and the Victory Garden campaign during World War II got people to help a rationed economy by growing their own fruits and vegetables. America has seen a resurgence of community gardens since the 1970s. I stopped by one of the first Kansas City community gardens to join that trend. A child ran through the house, and a fish tank was gurgling in the background, as I was told the story of Erica Wright and the Troostwood Youth Garden at 52nd and Paseo. Mary L. Wright, and I'm Erica Wright's mother. I'm Jill Ann Johnson, and I was her godmother. Yeah, I had the daycare, and we had kids that came here all the time. Uh, Mr. Marty contacted Erica about starting a, you know, a community garden. It was really and, like from the earth to the table. Yeah, you know where where the beginnings of it. You know the children didn't like us. We didn't. Really, well, I knew things come from the garden, yeah. but the children actually got to see yeah. know, the whole process. Yeah, because after Mr. after Mr. Marty left, he moved on, and then she got John Calhoun. So you just learn something different out of each one of them. She kind of liked John's ways a lot better. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. because you know they wanted to grow things that our people didn't really want to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, a lot of like uh, what's those purple things that oh eggplant yeah you know. <laughs> eggplant that's yeah. not us no you know. and then but then we you eat know. mustard greens yeah. and turnip greens yeah. and green tomatoes <laughs> yeah. and, you know and yeah. so those kinds of things was what Erica wanted to grow so mm -hmm. she and Mr. Barty kind of locked head you know heads with that Erica especially loved working with the youth. She called her garden an outdoor classroom where people could learn about sustainable urban agriculture and eating a healthy diet. It meant a lot to the residents of the Paseo area to have a place to get fresh food right in their community. And it's nice to see, you know, where you don't have to go out of your neighborhood to find something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then to keep it, Erica always wanted her price uh, below the store and not as high as some of the uh, the fancy, fancy markets like Whole Foods and all that. Because I know a lady came the other day and, and she said, well, how can you make any money if you charge, just charge 250 for kale? You can't, you know, she said, I said, because it's not that. You know, it's out here and we want them all to enjoy it and you don't want it so high they can't get it. And um, any senior citizen that lives in this community, you're allowed to come here and just get whatever it is. Because they just say it just kind of it just brings them back. So the food tastes good. It reminds them when they were kids. We had a man that stopped and he had his mother with him, and she said she said it just looked like home. And he said, could he walk around? He just took her around and just walked her around the garden. Yeah. And then you have some troubled troubled youths coming in at one time working in the garden. Oh, Erica did. Yeah, yeah, they came from yeah, uh huh, yeah. And Erica had some that actually came from the jail and they would bring them down come to work in the garden she worked with the community and they would bring them down to work in the garden yeah 
Well, a lot of them, they really still talk about it. Those that were around here at that time, because most of them have grown up, and, and some of the right. girls that actually worked the garden all have their own children now. Yeah, my daughter uh -huh. was here. Yeah, and, and yeah, in the daycare and yeah. helped out with that. And, yeah, and she'll she'll be uh, thirty. Yeah, in yeah. So uh, yeah, they they are the ones who were working out there. And yeah, learning all about the, the soil and that went on. Yeah, and the process. Mm -hmm. uh, over the years, Erica grew what was an empty plot of land on a street corner into a thriving garden, an accomplishment all the more impressive because Erica had been wheelchair-bound since birth. She had a disease called muscular dystrophy. But Erica always felt like it was in her hips and not in her head. Yeah, because she could, she went everywhere she, she had to shy. go, went to all the right grant writings and all that. She would get on her scooter and go. Yeah, so she was well known in the community yeah and she also wanted the community to know what she was doing, doing yeah she would have earth day yeah she had, earth she day. had all kinds of things coming here and people came in droves yeah they did i mean it was it was really 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 unusual for this area yeah i mean she had people from the library come with uh, books. books yeah she had people from the zoo come with animals and they yeah. would talk about the animals and what they did yeah. and their habitat and what they ate and all yeah. of that True. and she had horse riding yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, she Across had the street. face painting yeah things that these children, many, didn't experience. And everything was free. Everything it was, was free. free. Yeah. I mean, it was really, people loved it. Yeah. They came And, and they still asked, when are you going to do that again? They said, but see, it was all from grant writing. Right. And we we don't. We, and nobody we turned Erica down. No. Because it didn't take long for them to know her. No. And mm -hmm. whatever she asked, who was Excuse it that me. put her on to meet the president? Uh, I don't Claire McClaskill, yeah, sent so her a letter. Yeah, and she got a chance to meet the president. Um, went downtown. Yeah, and and nobody could go with her. No, when she went, she got on the bus and went herself. Went early in the morning, got down there, got in line, and they made her get all come all the way to the front because she was on her scooter. So she got a chance to meet him. Oh, she said it was just unbelievable, and she said he patted her on the head. She couldn't. <laughs> she she was seated. Yeah. So she didn't really get a chance to talk to him, but he had his eye on her. Yeah, that's what she said. The reason why we know is because when they were leaving, she was she rolled over, you know, with when people were he was coming down the steps, and he reached between these people to touch her. Yeah, so we were just yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a godsend. Yeah. She was a godsend. Yeah. She was sharp as a tack. Yeah. She was in a wheelchair, but you would never know it. She never used that wheelchair as an excuse. No. Sadly, Erica died in 2011 at the age of 45, but her mother and godmother knew that they could continue to nurture her legacy by tending to the garden. We, we really kind of bombed out the first year. <laughs> and then we said no. She worked so hard to get it going, get it started and all that, the least we could do is get on out there and get with it. So, but now, like I said, we know each year you do a little bit better. And it's not That's easy. it. It's, uh, it's that, not easy. No. They're up in the wee hours of the morning watering, you know, especially, <laughs> Late you know, night. I mean, Sometimes we'd have to water after dark because it'd be too hot to water any other time. And she's mm. a workaholic anyway, mm. but I mean, oh. she's always, she and this one in here, <laughs> always out there in that garden pulling and yeah. doing something. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, uh, and, and we're not young people. No. But, but they have, a, it's like they're on a mission. Yeah. You know?
Erica's mother and godmother have continued the mission she started almost 20 years ago. Here's tape of Erica talking about her work in 2009, provided by KCUR 89.3, Kansas City's NPR membership station. They told my mother that I wouldn't live to be 10, and I thank God every day. I am 42, I'll be 43 in October. And that's healthy eating. Try it out. It's, it makes a world of difference. My mom has a daycare, which caused us to be the only home in the neighborhood with a swing set. So our house was the kid magnet. We had kids from everywhere here. Well, how do you send kids home when it's time to eat? I want the kids to know you can only change your life. You have to put one foot in front of the other and not let no man or no woman keep you bound. Thanks to Mary L. Wright and Jill Ann Johnson for sharing Erica's story. And thanks to KCUR 89.3 for sharing their archive tape with us. You can always listen to this story again at www.parisoftheplainspodcast.com. We just moved into a brand new studio downtown thanks to Charlotte Street Foundation and would love to have you come visit and record your story. So send us a message at the Your Story tab on our site. Also, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. All our music is original and written by composer Jamie Searle. Our digital and graphic work is done by Matthew Sullivan. We have some big plans for Halloween and are hoping to do a live performance, so stay tuned. I'm Matt Hodap. Thanks for listening.